Okay, uh, welcome everybody and welcome back, Dr. Matty Moore, to episode 147 of the Average Man Podcast. How are Absolute you, pleasure, buddy. 147, congratulations. That's actually, that's impressive. 147, slowly getting up there, mate. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I'd like, like to be a little more consistent than I am, but you know, I'm still at 147. Hey, that, that's so. life, isn't it though, brother? Yeah, man, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's one of those things like uh going to the gym or you know taking care of those jobs around the house whatever those things you know you need to do you know they're good for you um you just got to make sure you make time for them because you'll never find the time if you don't make it hey for sure sure man and being being, you know doing various uh things hobbies stretching yourself um but i'm i'm a routine guy i gotta Mm. i got things you know pretty pretty structured um, yeah. you know, we were talking about, um, you know, being on the spectrum and autism a minute ago, that that's one, of, that's one of mine. I've, I'm a, I'm pretty black and white, to be honest. It's funny, mate, because, um, you, and obviously you learn a lot more of these things about yourself as you get older and your life mm-hmm. becomes a little more stable, uh, and you start figuring out things about yourself, but I'm really routine based, mate. Like, um, if I don't have a routine, my day doesn't quite go the right way and I get a bit frustrated with it and I get really disappointed in myself. Like as I mentioned the gym before, that's one of them for me. I get up at 4am, I do it six days a week. I go to the mm-hmm. gym and some people think I'm mad. Like I'll do it on holidays. I won't get up at 4am on holidays, but I'll still go most days. And people think, you yeah, know, on holidays, relax. I'm like, it's not quite that simple if i don't go to the gym i'm going to feel crap all day and i'm going to be while i'm sitting here talking to you in the back of my head i'm going to be going should have gone for a run this morning you should have done, <laughs> you should have done this you know and then it's going to eat away at me until i do it and it's part of the routine and helps things flow on i know it well buddy i got the sickness got the sickness mate yeah <laughs> hey so i think it's been about one and a half years since we we we've last since the last had you on is that right wow yeah, i think so man yeah, it was over a year ago that we were texting back and forward, uh, sort of we're going to catch up when I was down Bustleton Way. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, Man. yeah. And then my mate broke his arm at the skate park. In that's Bustle. right. And we yeah. we, uh, we also missed each other up your way when we were up in... Um, oh, you were in uh, Broome. Yeah, in Broome. We yeah, missed that's you. that's right. Yeah. That's right, man. I've actually just got back from, from Broome the Easter weekend, just gone. What'd you do? I love it up there. It's great. We just chilled out, went to the caravan park again, mate. It was a little bit rushed, to be honest, because we booked this, we booked Broom like late last year, and then we actually booked Bali in for March, which kind of ended up moving dates a few times to accommodate for some other appointments. Yeah, and it ended up being like, you know, a week apart. So probably didn't need to go to Broom, but we went anyway, mate, and it was it was good to get out of town. It is lovely. Gotta do it, buddy. Gotta do it. Yeah. Yeah. They've been, um, they've been surfing the last couple of days as, as of one, I actually went for a surf in Port Hedland today. And now if you don't know much about Port Hedland, we don't get surf. We get, <laughs> we get no surf, mate. It's just the, the lay of the land, like real shallow, uh, gra- like the, the, the drop off in the ocean is real gradual. Like we don't have 20 meters of depth until you're 
about 20 Ks out. Um, and, you know, once a year or twice a year, if we get cyclone or weather like this, we get. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks. Was it Isla? Isla? What's the cyclone? Yeah, I think they're calling it Ilsa. Ilsa. Okay. Well, thank you for the swell, girl. That, that's that's yeah, awesome. Man. It was lovely. You know, we have a little bit of a wave every now and then for for like a stand-up paddleboard, which yeah. I have. You know, you got to yeah. jump on them. You go, we got 0.9 metres of a swell and it's the right tide. So we get out there for an hour or two, but it was nice to get in the water and, you I know, the, all the, the, we call it the spoil bank, the, um, the the bank that's sort of out near the, the ship um, channel there. And that's where the, the waves were breaking. There was like about 20 cars there. There's dudes out in the water. And, and just the vibe was really good, man, because quite often you go for a surf and there's there's like locals and there's dudes who kind of, I don't know, sometimes there can be a bit of attitude in the water or whatever. Yeah, just isn't that unfortunate? Key. It is, mate. Yeah. It is. But, you know, because it's a small town and we never get surf, it was like everyone was like, yeah, how you going, man? Like, yeah, how great is this? And everyone was really buzzing. Coming, coming out of the woodworks, those surfers. They were, man. Yeah, everyone's like dusting off the old, getting cobwebs off it, pull the board out. Sure. It was pretty cool, man. Yeah. Congrats. So, that's that's exciting. Good for you. It was, man. It was something different. So, as I said to you, I think before we hit record, no, no uh, sort of inclement weather as of yet. A little bit of drizzle throughout the day today. Um, which is, you know, uh, not typical for this time of year. Yeah. Um, and I think they're saying this cyclone is going to hit like midnight-ish so, and it's like a cat five now. So she's pretty severe. Hopefully Bloody. it doesn't come too close to us because, you know, they're already saying where we are, we'll still get 150 kilometer an hour sort of winds and gusts. And about still got to bat, batten yeah. down everything. Yeah, that's huge. Batten yeah, down but... the hatches, mate. Yeah. Yep. So. Um. How often do they come through like that for you guys? Well, we haven't had one actually hit us since and 2000. No, 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 four years. So two, 2019, oh. we had Cyclone Veronica. She landed oh, nearly, right. nearly right on top of us. That was a Cat 4. Um, and that was actually a little bit below us. So when you're in Port Hedland, one thing that spins you out is when you look at the ocean, it's you look at north. So obviously down, well, you're, you're a bit further down, but you know, typically when you're in WA, you look at the ocean looking West. Yeah. So we're North. So it landed West of us, which was down the, down the coast. Mm. Uh, and the way they spin, if you're on the East side of them up the coast, they pick yeah. up all the water, you get, you get all the rain. And, and if you're on, if they're uh, up the coast from you, like Ilsa is, you just mm. get a little bit of rain and, and most of the wind because they pick up the water and they circulate around that way. So totally. we're kind of on the, the winds are coming from the inland when they hit us at the moment. So with Veronica, we had the biggest tides of the year, our king tides, which are like seven meters. And then we had storm surge from, from cyclone Veronica. So there was a lot of what they were talking about, 10 meter tides and, um, you know, storm surge areas and all sorts Dude. of stuff. Yeah. 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 And the roads get blocked off in and out of headland for like about a week or so, because a lot of low lying roads and trucks can't get through. So Shoot, hopefully man. we don't get that this time. Well, we'll be thinking about you, buddy. We're praying hard for you over the next day or two. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah. So, mate, how's how's business going? Oh, with uh, my Gosh, man, you know, there's always um, sick people, buddy. So, um, you know, there's always an opportunity to help people, make them help them feel better, um, and and potentially use, you know, plant medicine. So. Um, you know, we do, we do a lot for people. There's, we've connected with a, a huge amount of people all over the nation, you know, thousands of people now. And, um, you know, it's been really great. It's been an opportunity to improve our processes, 
um, you know, talk to our patients, um, help understand what we can do better for them. And um, we've done that, we, you know, trial by fire a bit, you know, opening up your own clinic and, uh, you know, with all of that comes with that, um, you know, I've got an amazing business partner, uh, Jordi Gianfrancesco, who I met in Bunbury, and he um, is just a, a, a total whiz. And, you know, I, I don't have that skill set, to be honest. Mm. I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not. And he, he and I together really, he's the business guy and I'm the, the medical guy. And we've added some doctors, um, who are working, you know, one to two days a week. We've, we've had, uh, we've hired a nurse. We're looking to expand to other city. Um, and so, yeah, that, in, in that, you know, that dialogue right there, buddy, it, it sounds pretty good. It's been, it's been hard, difficult, but it's been a blast the whole way. I, I love a good challenge. Um, I love what we do. I think it's an amazing space to be in, to be quite frank. I mean, it's, it's always evolving. There's always stuff to learn the research that's coming around, out around the world, um, in regards to cannabis and the indications is, is compiling finally, you know, after a hundred years of not being able to do that, uh, even research it. So, um, that's happening. Uh, there's a, there's a bunch of issues that, um, you know, we'll talk about through this, uh, podcast together, um, that I'm, I'm pretty passionate about and that are on, you know, really the forefront. We, we, um, you know, we're on the pointy edge of the spear, really doing what we're doing, pushing, pushing the limits, but also, um, staying within the rules and really trying to abide by all of the guidelines. There's a lot of them, as you can imagine. Um, the, 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 the problem with, our space right now is that there are lots of clinics popping up and really a lot of them are taking advantage of the telehealth space, um, which is unfortunate because that doesn't provide the service that people, you know, need and deserve. Um, you know, it's more of a money grab, you know, and that injects a lot of the um, recreational market into the medicinal market. And that, I don't, I don't have a problem with that, you know, because we, we do a lot of really tough medicine with our patients. There are those recreational users that, you know, get into the market and want their flower and want different flowers every time to try to, you know, see which ones they like the best. And we often have to tell them, Hey, we're, we're not a dispensary. We're not there yet. Yeah. This is medicinal. You know, that's not what we're doing, but um, you know, more and more clinics like us are popping up. Um, there, the, the stories are out there. People are talking about cannabis. People are really talking about cannabis and that's, that's hugely important because that's what pushes the space forward. Um, it destigmatizes. And I think that's really important because after, there's so much bias, Dave, so much bias, like, and you know, you know that, um, and I've taken a lot of heat, um, you know, unjustly, to be honest, with colleagues, um, you know, with certain people around the country who are conservative and religious and, you know, believe their beliefs. And, um, you know, a lot of it is not with respect, but that's okay. You weather the storm and you treat people well and you try to educate along the way. So in a very long winded answer, brother, um, it's it's been a, a great year and a half since we've talked um, there's been some great advances, um, and it's it's still a really fun space to be in. 
it wasn't a long-winded answer at all, mate. You actually answered it like the, the next few things I was going to ask about, about um, how many sort of uh, other clinics there are like like you guys in WA now and, and how if you guys are primarily sort of walk-in based or, or, or telehealth. So we, we do both. You do yeah. both, yeah. But you, you guys, like you said, you know, you really, you, you really like to see the the patients and and have yeah. and have them have them come in and and mm. I think like you said, you know, you're, you're pushing the boundaries but staying within the the limits. Uh, and, and I think that's where it is at the moment. That's necessary because oh, yeah. um, change won't just come. It, they need to know that there's people who need who who want who want things to keep progressing and they need to know what those things are and they need people to, to you know, the squeak wheel gets the oil. Um, if nobody says anything and they just accept, you know, um, the, the different rules and, and, and regulations as they're drip fed out without, without it making any noise, well, that's going to take a lot longer. So I think Great. that's, that's the way you, you've got to, you've got to act in that space, you know, um, that's disappointing that there's people, uh, that there's so much bias still around, like, you know, um definitely I got threatened I got threatened by a doctor over in Queensland who was working um I think he's working for like one of those sonic healthcare outfits mm. and you know really had a high opinion of himself and and threatened me to to turn me into the AMA for um for doing something for putting a patient on cannabis when he was a FIFO worker and yeah you know that's just an example Dave I mean it's crazy People, people just love to get in your business and, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's the last thing that FIFO workers need to worry about is <laughs> it's, there's a lot of shit going on for FIFO workers. We deal with Big them time. obviously in this town up here all the time, mate. And whatever they, they need to do to, to address some of those issues that pop up from that lifestyle, mate. It's better than the way it was uh, five to ten years ago, when everything on site was all was all urine test. Yeah, they couldn't smoke weed, so a lot of guys, you know, if it was recreational or what, they would they would smoke the that either smoke the um, the uh, fake stuff, the fake stuff, yeah, the synthetic stuff, which mm-hmm. no one even knows what that is, uh, and and by all accounts is 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 pretty gnarly or they'd go to, to harder stuff because, you know, things that, that, that other guys, that guys do for, for a bit of release on the weekend and things like that, that quite often they're, they're out of the system in, in, you know, 48 hours. So it was yeah. pretty crazy to see this hard stance. Essentially what the urine test did was made a hard stance on, on, on cannabis and, and, mm-hmm. I, and left the door open for these other things that, that, that are way worse and, and, and have the unknowns like the synthetic stuff. Big so, time. And, and then, but, but, um, they've got no stigmatization. They, no. they have, you know, those guys are using that frequently, even, even on the job and not mm. getting tested for it. And if tested, they just pr- provide their prescription or yeah. whatever. And, and it's okay where, where there's, you know, you mentioned that urine test and we can, we can talk about, uh, you know, one of the topics I wanted to kind of discuss with you was the FIFO issue, um, mm. which is changing and it's great to know. Um, but you know, the, the testing is changing. Thankfully, mostly swab now for a lot of the big players, which is good. Yep, Very good. isn't it? You shouldn't be, yeah. If you you shouldn't be going and operating machinery and doing other things under the influence, you know. And and, and in my opinion, you know that really that, that's sort of across the board, whether it's whether it's codeine or or whether it's you know THC or, or whatever it is. Like there's certain things you just can't do under medication. So totally, the testing's and, and, fine. And Dave, you know, presence isn't equal to impairment. 
you know, yeah. that, that's very different. So I think the, the big companies, um, the, the FIFO companies are realizing how many of their employees are now on cannabis medicines and they have to react with, with new policies. And, um, you know, that's happening. You know, we've been talking to FMG to Fortescue while they're doing that. They just came out with their, their policies, I guess a month or two ago where they're going to be doing the swabs. They're going to be, um, you know, then send if pop swabs positive, they send for urine and, and a blood screen. And yeah. then if it's over 50 micrograms, which is really nothing, um, it is going to be, or they're going to be sent, you know, for a full medical, I guess, and, and stand down. But, um, a lot of these companies aren't doing that yet. And, you know, once they see a positive test, they're done. Yeah. So that, that's just unfair, really unfair. Yeah. Yeah, it is because, like you said, there's a diff, there's a big difference in the thresholds when it comes to something like 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 cannabis. That reminds me. Um, before we get too far away from it, last time we spoke, there was a campaign you were you were right behind about the uh, the testing while driving. Yes, yeah, the drive, drive change. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. there. I think it's been it's been spinning its wheels for for this time period and it hasn't really gained a lot of of steam, unfortunately. And I think that's probably for a lot of reasons, but maybe because of funding and just people, they don't, they don't have the real influence yet. Um, I think they're working hard and and trying to get um, that going uh, full steam. And, and with the help of a lot of the MPs, certainly Dr. Brian Walker, as you probably follow, um, he's all behind it, but there hasn't been a whole lot of movement. I think in Victoria, they're, they're, um, they're pretty close to potentially changing it. We know that in the meantime, from when you and I spoke last time, I believe Tasmania has changed their driving laws. So, you know, once we, once we get that happening, the domino effect, all States will probably do that. I would imagine if, if Victoria falls, then everyone else will, I believe. Uh, Mate, there's, I got, I got some notes on here about, about some of the political side of these things on there and, and how frustrating that can be. And it just seems like a lot of what's holding things up in our country is 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 politicians and and dare i say spineless politicians and Mm. and nobody and red tape and it seems in this country we never want to be the first to do anything we never want to be pushing the envelope we never want to be setting the trend setting the the example for others it's always very very hesitant very very safety 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 don't want to upset anybody Mm -hmm. and 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 we tend to be behind the eight ball so much because of that and i just it's quite it's quite frustrating to be in a country where that that's the way we we deal with any sort of issue um, it happened with covid it happens with our drug laws it happens with so many things it's just uh and and wa probably one of the worst as well it's just sort of like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. let's not do anything rash it's not it's not make any waves let's just let's let somebody else take the risk and then we'll we'll uh, assess you know five ten years down the track quite frustrating Super slow. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, in comparison to other medicinal cannabis markets, um, you know, we're probably 15, 20 years behind, to be honest, like, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how those um, driving laws go. I think we'll see some movement there for sure in the next year or two. I just think the patients are going to demand it. Yeah. And there's going to be more and more patients. There's over probably 250, 300,000 
SASB application approvals, authorized prescribers. There's probably 300 now, 400, maybe something. Yeah. Um, So there's tons of medicinal cannabis patients. I mean, it's going to push a million people here soon. And, you know, that that's, that's going to throw its weight around. People aren't going to, aren't going to stand for the way that, that the laws are now because it just ignores science. I mean, you can't do that. Well, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I said, I mentioned COVID before. I think that some, some, some uh, departments are pretty good at ignoring science. Or Is, isn't it funny the, the hindsight that we have now on, on the immunizations and what's come out it, crazy, you know, really we, you could do a whole, you know, three hour podcast on it, buddy. Like it's, it's, it's uh, really it also frustrates me because I feel like Australia is still behind on that. We're still behind uh, on on the information that we're putting out and the attitude towards it, and and even the the vaccinations. You know, it's it's not being talked about that the the realities of it. It's kind of the push has slowed down, and a lot of the big noise that was behind it's kind of you know drifted off into the background. But there's no one coming out and saying you know we were we were wrong about this. We didn't know what we we're doing in this situation. There are Dave, they never so, will. They no. never will. No, they just want to move on from it. And um yeah, it's yeah, it's been yeah, that the whole thing was quite quite frustrating. But yeah, I know, yeah, I, I know, I know where you stand on it. And um, you know, it was an interesting place for me to be in as a, a practitioner. Um, you know, ha- having to to speak a certain dialogue, um, have my own beliefs. Um, and and these these weren't extreme beliefs w- w- at all. Um but being told that I had to to do, you know, to have the immunizations, I'm a civil liberties guy, man. Like I'm, I don't like getting told what to do. Um, but I was, I wouldn't be able to, to do my job, provide for my family, you know, and I feel for those people that, that took a stand and said, F that I'm not doing yeah. it, yep. you know? I mean, I was in the, in the same boat. We all, we all had to, to get the vaccinations to work and I was going to get them anyway. Because I didn't realize, you know, we didn't know all the other information that came out uh-huh. later on in the piece. So I, I wanted the world to get back to normal, and that seemed to be the way forward. Totally. And then we all dived in and got these vaccinations, and then like this, the goalposts kept changing, and that's kind of when we went. I think it was Christmas, Wait a sort second. of, you know, yeah, Christmas between 21, 22. We're like, what's what's happening here? We did what you asked us to do, and you changed it three or four times, and we did that again, and it's still still not not getting any better. And wow. and it got quite frustrating. Um, yeah, there for a bit, and then obviously some other information came out. It was like, no, I really wish I didn't, yeah, jump into that head first. But I, I, one thing I will say, as Australians, um, because you know, and that wasn't just Australians; it happened around the world. We got pushed around a lot, and uh, they are straight for for our livelihoods. I mean, look what happened with the in in Canada with the the, the trucker, um, you know, protests. I mean, they put people in prison, froze their bank accounts, like straight for the jugular, you know. Um, and they they really they messed with people's livelihoods and their careers and everything in this country. And we all stepped in line and did what we were told we had to do. Um, but when it came to the kids, they said you're going to have to vaccinate your kids. And they started making noise about not sending them to school if they didn't get back and all sorts of things. And and for me, maybe it's just the way I saw it, but for me, I felt a, a real handbrake was pulled right then. And I feel like that was people going, "Hang on, well, no, no that's you're talking about something different now." Given my pregnant, you know, the pregnant wife or an infant or you know, a five-year-old child, whatever it is, that the vaccination, um, um, personal choice all the way. But a lot of people, I don't think, felt comfortable with that, and it seems like um, a lot of it lost 
lost momentum yeah. around about that point. Yeah, I mean, no, nobody likes getting told by a government to do something that they don't believe in and having to do it anyways. Like that's, you know, that, that doesn't jive with me. And, and, and I see the validity of vaccinations. Come on. I mean, yeah. millions of lives saved with vaccinations. Let's, yep. let's be honest. Let's, let's look at the science. Yep. Um, but you know, this was a, a very um, unique case. Yeah. The way it rolled out, the way it happened, the money behind it. Gosh, you look at all the, I mean, shoot, buddy. We, we probably shouldn't get into this, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, no, nah, that's fine. We don't have to, mate. We're here to talk about something else. It was uh, it was a side note, and 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 I think I've left a lot of that behind because you know I was quite uh, vocal about it at the at the end there for a little while, and it was I was yeah. quite passionate about it. But I found that I was carrying a lot of that with me. Do, do you know? And sure. Like, this is this is oh, it's 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 a it's making me angry. It's making me. Uh, yeah, and I'm carrying that around with me, and I think that it got to a point where you just gotta, you know, yeah. gotta cut the trailer loose, dude. You know, that, that's it, mate. That's it. As we said, it seems like things have moved forward from there. We'll never hear the big apology <laughs> that, <laughs> that that some people uh, would like to hear. So, yeah. so time time to move on and uh, onwards and upwards. And there's another there's another battle on 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 our hands anyway. One that's it's slowly being won, which is awesome to see. Because yeah. from you know you you. You're a little bit older than me with a similar vintage though. When we were young growing up, mate, this was um, I mean, I'm not sure what the the thoughts were about it in 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 America back in, no, in the 90s, but we were, I couldn't believe that we'd be this far along the, the the pathway now. So it's awesome that we are. And I think that uh media the way that it is now, um, you know, social media and 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 podcasts, the 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 influential podcasts that are out there, the likes of the Joe Rogans and the likes, and like the yeah. the 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 fact that they can talk to professionals and 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 um you know people who really know what they're talking about and get that message out there, it's been a massive needle mover. Big time, man. I agree. And you know, the the it's been a long time coming, and I know, you know, you, you I think the podcast song before our last one was Times Are a Changing or Yeah. Um yeah, and they are, and it's great to see. Is even even if it's slow, we're moving the needle. We yeah, are. yeah, and that's that's what matters, man. It's guys like yourself on the ground, um, you know, doing the doing the hard yards, and and just grateful that there's people who are really passionate and are, are dedicating their lives and their careers to to this sort of thing. Because that's well, what, man, that's to be honest, doing. like I, I've I've done I've done a lot in my medical career. I've been a lot of places. I've I've you know been through all the rotations. I've I've done, you know, special certifications in emergency and, um, you know, specializing in mental health and having passions mm -hmm. within my general practice. And um, there has not been um, a more motivating, more influential part of my career where one medicine has really changed lives. Like I, I can't say that about any, any other medicine, any other therapy, any other management. Um, and that's why I, I'm so happy about what I'm doing because it's, it's fun. It's really great to see change and be a part of that. Um, it's funny because I've got an interesting relationship with, with mental health. Um, you know, we spoke earlier about quirks and our, you know, the ways that we're weird, but aside yeah. from that, I, I, I don't have an issue, personal issue with, with mental health. Um, you know, um, I suppose 
maybe it's compartmentalism, whatever it is, certain people are able to you know, put things in a box, okay, look at that a certain way and, and move forward. But because someone, you know, we've, I've done the podcast with her, it's nothing that's that's not been spoken about before. But, you know, my, my wife deals with, you know, certain mental health issues, you know. Yeah. So, you know, my mum and my brother have uh, um, some depression and, and things like that. So, so living alongside people who I'm really close to and I care about and seeing that, and uh, from from their point of view, I have uh, I have developed a a relationship with mental health because still at the outside looking in, but I've learnt so much about it because you know I live with my wife every single day, um, and it was it's it was you know I never would have I never went looking for um, the answer to mental health in in something like like cannabis. Um, and then it kind of popped up as a as a new treatment, and then you start hearing the testimonials, and you see the science behind it, and you and I'm thinking, wow, that's 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 really cool. I never used it that way as a mm. as a younger guy, but yeah. so uh, but I'm really happy that that's that's come about. And I suppose there's some other medicines that are, that are just on the horizon now as well. I don't know what their path is going to be. Psilocybin, psilocybin mushroom being one of the big ones, and yeah. Um, the work that seems to be getting done with that is just amazing. And, and, and specific uh, issues that, you know, if we're talking about my, my wife so that she deals with, I keep looking uh-huh. at these studies and these things that are coming out. And I'm thinking, man, that's, that's something that, that, that I'm not seeing the answers in traditional no. medicine and traditional pharmaceutical drugs. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just not seeing that. So it's Brilliant. great to see there's something coming coming in from left field that that shows a lot of promise and really very little uh, you know side effect or harm. Well, th- th- I think there there can be the potential for psilocybin, um, you know, assisted therapies to go poorly mm-hmm. is there. I mean, you, you, that's 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 certainly um, a potential. But I, I agree with you when you compare it potentially the studies that have been done and, and then re- reduplicated. Um, recently over the last year where, you know, patients had three episodes, three psychedelic assisted therapies, and they're, they're basically healed, you know, um, where, you know, these same patients had been on conventional medications and multiple ones for many, many years and hadn't had those results. So that's huge. And, and I, I think the the reason we moved so quickly on psilocybin is because of, of cannabis. I do. I think yeah. um, psilocybin's approval um, was helped by the fact that cannabis had already kind of gone through those early stages and had those really growing pains and um, had, had gotten better access. And so they, you know, I think, I think we owe a lot to, to or part of the approval for psilocybin to cannabis, and I can't, I can't help but think of the uh, the the accusation that's flung at people who smoke marijuana when they're youths as a, a, as a gateway drug, <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and now you look at it on the flip side, we're talking about medicinal uses, and it's like, well, is being a gateway always such a bad thing? <laughs> so exactly. it's, it's you know. Yeah, um, potentially a gateway to uh, feeling better. Yeah, terrible. Um, so I think I believe I read uh, about Fiona Stanley's doing is is undertaking this year. I think the biggest psilocybin trials in 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 Australia. They are, which is pretty exciting. It is. Yeah, there's some MDMA studies happening. Um, okay. Yeah, there's there's there'll be some work done with ketamine. Um, so those those are. Are, are pretty fairly big steps forward, I think, mm-hmm. in, in 
very little time. And yeah, and that's a great to see alternative therapies are, are good. Um, and I'm, and I have to say this, it doesn't, you know, work for everybody. You yep. know, it's not for everyone. You've got to have indications that, that are TGA approved. Um, the certifications from the providers, um, you know, the ethics committee approvals, all those things, those are very important. So, you know, I, I think that's, that's a great, a great thing that we, we have options. Um, it's not snake oil, of course, no. it's still too expensive. Um, mm. you know, the, the psilocybin assisted therapies they're they are, they're going to be really expensive and, mm. um, not just for the medicine, but you're paying for all the practitioners time, you know, the follow-ups that's going to be thousands of dollars and patients don't know that yet, but they're going to find out pretty soon come June, uh, after June, July, when the, the psychiatrist can, um, apply to provide it. Um, it, it'll probably be anywhere from, you know, 15 to 20 grand a person. Wow. So, you know, that, that's where we're starting. Hopefully we, you know, that'll come down as, um, more and more, Clinics open, patients do it, you know, you get the data, but, you know, I think it'll, it'll take some time for it to be affordable and, and available to the masses. Yeah. Cause the safety and efficacy, the oversight that has to be done and done the right way. Um, and th that structure hasn't been um, defined yet. And that's, that's really a large number. I didn't realize that, but as just to clarify, when I was talking about, uh, before I mentioned, you know, side effects and and the safety of these these medicines or these things as medicines, I'm aware of things like certain certain um, psychological disorders, uh, people with a propensity for schizophrenia and things like that, um, and 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 I think definitely I think it's been shown that teenagers, you know, shouldn't be smoking cannabis. It, it mm -hmm. can it can have some pretty um, you know sort of uh, uh, negative effects on development there. But um, what I mean is currently. Mental health is is we have we are losing thousands of people to, to suicide. It's families, an epidemic. Families ruined. Um, where and then when we talk about other some other uh, medicines, you know, opiate based medicines, you're talking about addiction and overdose and 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 just death. We're talking about death versus yes, yeah, some other possible negative side effects. And you're talking about uh, the drugs that are that 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 are, that are currently. Uh, allowed and used and prescribed and the side effects of those and even just things like uh, um, physical reactions, you know, rashes and diarrhea. And you saw, you read the back of some of these containers and it's, it's uh -huh. like, and especially antipsychotics can, it may, may cause psychotic episodes. What the hell is that all about? So it can be yeah. some, and like I said, overdoses, some horrific things. So that's the devil we know. Um, and then we're talking about these other, you know, plant-based medicines, and there's nothing's perfect. Nothing's going to be one size fits all, but you're not going to be having people overdose. You're not going to be having physical addiction. I know that some people, you know, can, can, you know, uh, fall into a trap where they have uh, probably habitual habits of smoking, you know, marijuana continuously, mm -hmm. whatever, like there, there's sure. everything. You can drink coffee. I'm addicted to coffee. Like you can get addicted to it, but it's not a physical addiction like it is with an opiate. Yeah. So the, the pros and the cons when you wait, wait, what we're using now and what we're proposing and then the benefits of what we're using now, what we're proposing, it's, it's, I mean, I think that's, it's a no brainer, buddy. Absolutely. Yeah.
you know, you look at it from a dependency and a toxicity standpoint, you're, you're absolutely correct. Mm. There's, there's no comparison. And if you ignore that science, that fact, you're an idiot mm. and, yep. and they yep. are, yeah. they are, it's really sad. Um, so what we've got to do brother is we, we've got to do the research and, um, that that's, you know, that's, what's got to be done to convince these hardliners, um, yep. otherwise. Yep. So. All right. Um, one of the things we, we sort of jumped way forward, but that's fine. We can, we can come back to it because uh -huh. I know this is something that's, that I think about often, uh, and is, and is right there as far as I understand it. So CBD was a, a approved, um, for, I'm not sure how you word it, but basically over, CBD over the counter, over the counter. And where it's in the middle of going through uh, the process of being approved, some specific manufacturers being uh, approved by the TGA, so it yeah. can be sold over the counter and then hopefully uh, rebated through through Medicare and things like that. Because that's sort of the restricting factor for certain people at the moment is, is the price point as well. For so, sure. I mean, I've read some articles, but you know, I'm sure you'd know you'd know better. Uh, how, how close are we to to seeing that that happen? Honestly, buddy, I think it's probably years. Really? Um, yeah. Like they've, they've put the structure in place for them to sell, you know, CBD over the counter in pharmacies, et cetera, but nobody's had the research done for particular products in order to do that. And so that's, what's going on now. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, once you have the data, you run all the statistics and then you present it, you know, in, in a literature form to the government and that takes time. So I would imagine it's probably, you know, anywhere from a year to three years away. And, and I know that that's, that was being said when it was approved, but it's just, it, that's just the way it is with research. It takes a lot of time. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we're really not much closer to that being uh, than we were when it was approved. Not much. We're definitely doing the studies and, and some of them are completed, but they're ongoing right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow. It's uh that's the red tape I was talking about before. Yeah, but, buddy, I know, yeah. I know. But it's good to know it's out there on the it's 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 the, the work's being done, and mm. every day we are one day closer. No matter you know whatever that that time period is. You said it, man. Mm. So, um, where 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 is there anything specific that? we haven't covered so far that you're, you're working on that you're aware of that you that you're really um, excited or passionate about now or something that you think needs to get out there. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, we may have mentioned this previously. I know I've, I've talked a lot of bit about this um, with various people. So forgive me um, if I have or haven't with you, um, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm super passionate as you know, about mental health and, um, certainly men's mental health, but I've, I've got, have gotten a little bit of a reputation with veterans, um, with my treatments and, um, th that's been really, really fascinating and rewarding again, seeing all those medications that they were prescribed and, and are on, and then, uh, potentially the ability for us to decrease them and get them off of those. That's hugely beneficial, valuable, not only physically, but psychologically for them. Um, so, uh, you know, a group of patients that I've become extremely passionate about and, and spend a lot of time with every day as I'm, as I'm getting more and more patients are these, are these veterans who, um, who come back from, from battle overseas, 
um, with PTSD, with mental health diagnoses for what they've done and seen. Um, yes, they've, they've also got chronic pain issues, um, you know, from injuries. The DVA rebates veterans medicinal cannabis for chronic pain and other, other conditions, but do not rebate them for medicinal cannabis if they have a mental health condition that we're, that we're trying to treat. So I, I don't think I said that very, very, um, clearly, but for mental health conditions, the DVA doesn't rebate for medicinal cannabis. And you know how expensive it can be. Those guys, you know, some of them aren't, aren't carrying jobs. Some of them are dependent on their wives, their partners to provide. Yeah. Um, they can't afford it. So um, the access from when I started uh, applying for these veterans to get medicinal cannabis ha has greatly improved, as has everything in the space, to be honest, Dave. Um, so the more the more and more patients that and the more vets that I have on medicinal cannabis, they talk about it in their forums to each other, and and that's been um, really exciting to to really jive and gel with a group of of people, um, and see the results that they get. Mm -hmm. um, by far, the great majority of them get benefit from cannabis. Not everybody, again, but the vast majority do. And the great thing about it is that we're treating not only their chronic pain, their chronic conditions otherwise with medicinal cannabis, but we're also with one medicine treating um, PTSD with resistant anxiety, insomnia due to those nightmares and PTSD. So they're, they're in we're reducing other medications. We're putting them on a much safer medication. Yeah. They're doing heaps better. They're sleeping. Buddy, I had a guy, a big dude, burly, tats everywhere. Um, he hadn't slept in 18 years and broke down crying to me on the first follow-up visit, said, dude, I've slept fully the entire night for the last four evenings. And I just started my medicine. I can't thank you enough. You've changed my life. Like, wow. you know, dude, I, I get a little weepy at that. You know, when people tell me that because it's so motivating and rewarding for me to see the, the changes. Yeah. So that's been a real challenge, Dave, to, to, um, apply for some vets for mental health and knowing that they're going to get knocked back yeah. and reapplying and getting knocked back. Um, so what we're doing now is we're going to be doing some research ourselves to prove to the department of veteran affairs that it's safe, effective, and that they should be rebating for it. So we're going to be doing that. Um, you were getting, we've got a, a group of, of really, really good people together to, to get all that data together, um, including a, a great guy by, um, by the name of Chad Walkaden, who has an app called on tracker, which tracks medicine use and symptoms over that time. And, you know, compiling that data for the DVA will be, um, paramount to getting these guys, uh, rebated medicine because it, it can be life-changing and, and it's, um, it's way safer. It just is like the fact that you're, you're decreasing um, side effects from MOAIs, TCAs, SSRIs, SNRIs. Those are, you know, antidepressant, anti-anxieties. Yeah. You've their antipsychotics are now used for sleep. Why? 
gets me. Um, it's, it's, it's used for depression, anxiety off label. You've got epilim and anti-seizure medications that are used as mood stabilizers like lamictal and lamotrigine. So the, these medicines have a, a, a risk, but they're thrown around so, so haphazardly these days. Yeah. And it's so rewarding to get them off of them. Oh, because man. they do. They can you imagine the fog that these guys are in? I can, mate. I mean, maybe I don't. I don't understand it, but I can imagine it. And I get anxiety just hearing about all those. I know, medications People are on. I, 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 again, we spoke about it before. You get older, you get to know yourself better. That means your body as well. Um, you know, I, I, I drink alcohol and 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 not a lot. And outside of that, I'm pretty straight down the line. Pretty pretty healthy. Yeah. Um, and anything that I introduce into that, like I, I won't take uh, unless I'm really, really sick, like a, a cold and flu tablet, you know, with mm. like a pseudoethrogen or something like that. It's like, it, it messes up your, your balance, who you are, how you feel, how the rest of your day goes, your appetite, how you sleep, all these things. I can't imagine having to have a cocktail of different drugs every single day. You don't even know what baseline is anymore. Just just to go to sleep and not relive all the shit that you did overseas. Like the connections I've made with these guys, Dave, I mean, really, really are so meaningful to me because it, it actually is making a difference, not only in their lives, but their partners, their oh, yeah, kids, yeah. Yeah. their communities. Like, so gosh, man, what, what am I doing this for? That is yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm doing this for. And I think in, um, I know in the, in the States, the veteran veterans have been one of the big causes for the, for the push and the change and all the different uh, uh, um, uh, studies that are going on right now. Hey, because they found like they've just had so much, I've like, got these, all these men who are so broken, they got so many of them, especially in the in, in the states, you know. So many. and and yeah, so many. And, and like the, I mean, I think the statistic is more people of more veterans in in America have, have committed suicide than have died in active combat, which is just horrific. That's and true. So, yeah, so they've got this group of people. It's like, well, we don't know what to do. We can't. We, we, what we're doing is not fixing them, and they're having such great results with, you know, cannabis and psilocybin and other and then other medications. That seems to have really help push things along a little bit further. You know, you've got a test pool of people that are a little bit outside of the normal spectrum of what other people are dealing with, a bit yeah. more severe and seem to, to, to yeah, help move the needle a little bit more. That's cool that you get to, to work with those guys, man. I mean, it's horrible. Man, it is cool. It's there. something I never anticipated um, doing, but I, I just felt so strongly about it initially. I, I've got, you know, family members that have served and and I respect the shit out of them, you know, for what they've done and given away mm. and sacrificed. And, you know, I've, I, I made friends with, with these guys. I mean, I, I, I yuck it up with them every time I see him. It's, it's just amazing. And I've, I made friends with a guy named Derek who, who has such an incredible positive story with plant medicine, um, you know, on the brink of suicide himself. And, you know, he was, on up teen medications, you know, really not doing well in and out of hospital for eight years, you know, longer. And, um, you know, he, he's such a pleasure to get to know and see his success story. So yeah, I, I, I really anticipate and want to uh, duplicate that as much as I possibly can with, within the limits of the rules and regulations. Yeah, man. They, these veterans, man, like, they get into it so young, you know, and they spend their formative years. Like if you if you, if you end up in a situation where you deploy like that, and you're spending your formative years 
de- finishing off developing in under those circumstances, man, and it just can compromise the, the entire second second act of your life. You know, it's, it's it does. It's, yeah, before they even you- sometimes really even realize what what they what they're doing in life, where they want to go, how what direction they want to who who they want to be, they've already compromised. Um, you know their options for the future, which is rough. Well, the average age of of veterans, would you say what twenty? you know, something like that. Yeah. I didn't know shit at age 20, buddy. Nah, like nah, I was still a, nah. a, a child, you know, yeah. and, and developing, you yeah. know, can you imagine doing that and developing in that and then coming back and having to deal with all of that later on process all that stuff? Like, dude, I you got to it. I think about the terrible decisions I made when I was in my early twenties and the type of people I hung hung around with, and I notice now in in my life, you know, like a members, you know, upstanding member of society, and and got a pretty good uh, view on how things are supposed to 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 be interactions with other people and more. And then I catch these thoughts in my head all the time, and it's like that's as that's that was formed into my psyche uh, from decisions I made, people I hung out with, activities I got up to in my in my in late teens and early 20s. And that's that's a part of me. And then you, you catch it every now and then you're like, oh, wow, that's just been in there. That's just been in there, doing its thing in the background, helping me make decisions for all these years. And now I've just realized it. And that's not something that I need to, to listen to or be. Uh, yeah. And I can't imagine that's what that's like when you've had that's kind of, that kind of trauma at, at that age, you know, yeah, exponentially, exponentially. Yeah, your decisions and the way you look at other people, the way you in when, you know, the paranoia that can come from certain interactions and, totally. and it's just, yeah, man, it can be like a real fog on the way that people view the world. Hey, I hope the Royal commission has, it has an influence buddy on, on this, what they're, what they decide um, with vet suicides, you know, because, They've got to do something. It's 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 now. It's now time to act for these these people that have sacrificed their lives for us. Yeah. Um, if for the for them, for the for them sitting at their desks pushing pencils, denying access to potentially a much potentially a much better medication. Yeah, and you say you say sacrifice their lives, and that doesn't mean they lost their lives. Serving that means that can also mean they've come back here and they get their lives are severely compromised because of what they've had to do and see over there. So true. Yeah, man. Hey, um, a couple of things, but I want to chat to you quickly before before we sort of wrap it up. Notice, I remember uh, you, 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 you were, uh, it was sort of teamed up with the guys from Grin Reapers for a little while there. Yeah. Is that, is that still going on? That was, uh, it was great to see, uh, you know, when you popped up on their podcast, mate, it's like, Hey, it's Maddie. And hey. you see, you know, yeah. Here, Mo yeah. That was a, that was a really great opportunity to, to get to know those guys, you know, because they're legends in, in Australia and, yeah. um, you know, I, I, me being from the States, I, a bit more naive to that, you know, but the culturally everybody knows who Grin Reapers are, you know, yeah. And my business partner, Jordy, um, was like, dude, we got to do this. We got to drive up there. This is huge. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. You know, this is great. Um, but yeah, that that was that gave us um, a real opportunity to connect with that audience. Yeah. Um, That's what we I thought, what a great, you know, what a, a great intro to a whole new, you know, they've got a pretty big following, man. They do, man. It was great. And, um, you know, we've done some other other podcasts like yours and and others. And that's been really great to connect with people that way and educate. And, you know, this venue, um, 
allows people to really understand things that they, they, they wouldn't have in a very easy manner, you know, um, by just plugging in and listening. Um, and a lot of people are doing that these days. So it's great to, to be able to do that for them. Yeah, man, it is. And it's good to have someone with the knowledge like the, like the, what do you have? Uh, because, uh, the, the way my brain works, it's so, it's so clunky, man. And I, I, I hear things, I learn things, I understand, I make my, uh, form my opinion on them. I understand why I form my opinion on them. And then I can't bring the, the, the data up when I go to talk to somebody else about yeah. it, you know? So I know the key points to hit and talk and to ask about, but having someone like you, you know, who, who can actually, who actually knows what they're talking about. And then I can have somebody wants to, to hear about, um, medicinal cannabis instead of me sitting there stuttering through the conversation with them and going oh, i can't remember man there was a statistic <laughs> yeah. i just i can go i'll go listen to the podcast mate have a, a you know uh, me and uh, maddie moore having a, a yarn about it and you'll so, absolutely man absolutely it's been such a been such great. a great form of media man and um yeah it is it's it's really kind of changed changed the world hadn't it like um you know people get their news from podcasts now yeah, you know i started what, what listening to started listening to podcasts around about 2015 and mm. I was immediately just hooked. I just, I just like, uh, one of the first ones I started listening to was, was Joe Rogan. And it's yeah. like, uh, I mean, I, I'm a big UFC fan. I sort of knew him from the UFC. Yeah. Uh, and then I started listening to these podcasts and I'm like, I get access to high level athletes, physicists, you know, uh, scientists, musicians Isn't all these awesome? people you get to hear them talk for three hours hear how their mind works and you know joe's he's a he's great at interviewing people he's got a little bit of knowledge about everything he retains things really well he knows the right questions to ask to get guys to really open up and spill things out yeah. uh, um factual things you know not about personal life stuff but about what they know and what they're interested in and i'm yeah. sitting here listening to someone like neil degrasse tyson talk for three hours you know, I know. Like, and i'm like holy shit i would never have heard i'm i'm a fly on a wall in, in a conversation with an absolutely brilliant person and but you, and you're a, you're a smarter man for that like yes. that three hours actually helped your brain <laughs> completely it's completely changed who i am and how i viewed the world like these last you know seven eight years listening to all these different podcasts and having access to these brilliant people who you never would have you might you might get a five minute 20 minute interview here or there and everything's structured and there's you know, producers involved and and just to get hear people uh just open up and and let it all flow out man it's it's for me it's definitely changed my life anyway just yeah it's good and you're good at it buddy you know you're one of them um so it's great to see you know from 2015 to now how that's evolved for you and now now you've got your own your own show and your own following and and good on you buddy that's exciting Oh, I appreciate it, man. And oh, I love it. I love, I love it. And I've always been, a, I've always had a, a been a creative person. I used to do a bit of music when I was younger and cool. as life got busier and had the kids come along and that got harder and harder to, to do for me. So the podcasting sort of popped up. I was like, I'd love to do that, man. And I get to get the creative juices flowing and talk to interesting sure. people as well. And yeah, yeah, man, it's really good. It's a little bit of therapy, therapy for me too. When I just do them solo, I just, just uh, empty the brain out, mate, and walk out afterwards. I'm like, that's cool, man. I got to talk about everything I wanted to talk about. Yeah, and you, and you, you man, I bet you learn a heap every time, right? Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah, it's cool, man. Hey, yeah, uh, one more thing I wanted to, to ask you before before we sort of wrap it up. Yeah. Um, since COVID's uh, wrapped up and and we're allowed to travel freely and and things like that, have you have you had any uh, any decent holidays? Have you been back to the states, or are there plans to go back to the states? 
Buddy, I am planning, hopefully, to do a Christmas trip. I'm, um, I haven't been back since um, COVID, but yeah. my folks have been here. Um, my wife's folks have been here, my brother. Uh, so yeah, we've had visitors, but we, I, we haven't been back to the States. So that's definitely in the works. I, I can't wait. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a different, different world these days traveling and, um, it'd be, it's going to be interesting to, to do it internationally again and see how it's been different. Um, but yeah, I'm raring to go, buddy. I miss, I miss, I miss home. I, I miss my parents. I miss, um, family and friends. Uh, our, our life here is, is amazing. Um, but definitely planning a trip back to the States. I'd love to go to Japan. I've never been, I'd love, I love, I love snow. I love snowboarding and, and skiing and, um, Japanese culture really is, is neat. Yeah. I'd love to do that. That that'd be great to do in the next couple of years. Um, otherwise, maybe see the red center of, of our own country and uh, do that. I've not done that. Most of other other places in Australia I've been, we've done a really good job of, um, do, you know, traveling around ourselves, showing the kids around. So, um, yeah, we love traveling, man. Isn't it great? It is, man. Yeah, it really. And like you said, for the kids, getting that those experiences and that culture into them, man. Like, you know, I didn't get a lot of that as a, as a kid. And I just really want to yeah, squeeze as much of that into, into their lives as, as we can without, you know, just disrupting things too much. Um, Homes, Homes, Texas for you. Right? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Giddy up. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs> we, we spoke about, I uh, spoke about Joe Rogan just before. Um, Have you, you follow, I don't know if you follow him much uh, at all, but uh, he, he started the pandemic. He moved to Austin, Texas. Yeah. And I know Austin's probably uh, not quite the same as the rest of the, of the state, but, but what do you, what do you think about the, where Austin's going, it seems like they've transplanted a lot of the the the, the good things from you know places like Ca- uh, in California and LA and, and taking them over to you know as far as like the comedy scene. Well, and- uh, you know, Austin is a very unique, um, vibrant place itself. Be- way before all those out of staters came in, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, Austin's a really a neat place, and that's my hometown. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, I grew up there and, you know, it was a, it's, it's a very liberal left liberal um, Mecca for Texas. Otherwise it's a very, um, you know, red state conservative. Um, My folks went to college in Austin, stuck around. Um, Austin's a really, was a, was a very big hippie hub in the sixties and seventies. Um, And so it kind of stayed funky that way, very much like Portland, Oregon. Um, and was proud of that and, and always stayed that way. So Austin has always been a really unique, cool city with, you know, a, a huge music scene, Yeah, um, yeah. South you know, Southwest, great, great right? food, you know, South by Southwest, yeah. uh, Austin city limits. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's got a really neat culture and now everybody knows it. And so yeah. they're moving there. A lot of California. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it's not bad. I mean, look, it's, it's the natural progression. Uh, it, yeah. it happens. It's like, you know, you get people in, in Dunsboro that bitch about how big it's getting now and you know, how much it's changed. Um, but that happens. It's, you know, yeah. you have good places, people are going to find it. So, yeah, yeah. you know, the, I think the tax breaks make sense for Joe and all the other folks, businesses and things um, in Texas and shoot, man, it's a fun place to live. Why not? Sounds like it, man. i got a, a, a yeah, really a, a strong interest in, in, well, oh, dude, dude, if you go anywhere in the States, hit Austin, hit Nashville, mm-hmm. you know, 
Um, forget Vegas. Like, you know, I did that. We did that for my 30th. Did, did, did LA, um, Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas, San Francisco and drove down route one. And that was fine. That was fun, yeah. mate. That was pre kids, but we definitely want to get back there one day and do the East coast and, 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 and go to New Orleans and, and go to yeah, Denver, man. You know, yeah. yeah. Go, go to cowboy country, go to Jackson hall, Wyoming. And you Speaking know, my language, I definitely want to see all that, man. And I love the way I've heard, I've heard Austin described as a blue city surrounded by, you know, the red state. So it's it a is. really nice balance, you know, yeah. um, they keep each other in check a little bit and, you dig it. You dig it. It's really, really um, probably a cannabis friendly city. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're starting to get uh, looking at the medicinal, certainly in Texas. And I don't think recreational will happen in Texas for a while, just because of the population being more conservative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's an amazing spot. Like you got to see it. It's, it's, it's really special. Like I can't say enough about it. And that's, that's why I miss home is just that, yeah. that, that fun. It's a party. It is a yeah. party. It's such a cool place. Oh, it's on the list, man. It's on the bucket list for sure. Do it. <laughs> Will do, man. Hey, man, I, 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 is there anything else that we really need to bring up or, or, or you think we've, we've got a pretty good spread? Well, dude, we can always do it again, right? That's it, mate. I, I, I've said it before. Always open book. I love chatting to you anyway, man. And Me too, and, buddy. Um, I, I get caught up with work and life and things like that sometimes. And I get, you know, um, it, the, I, I keep doing the podcast and sometimes I feel like uh, I'm really not giving it enough attention. And then I, I, I try and revitalize things and, and talking to someone like you gives me the spark, man. So I appreciate your time as always. You've got a family Funny. mate and a busy job and I pretty, appreciate the time and the conversation and your honesty and it's been, a, it's been a blast, man. But buddy, it's always a blast. I, I really dig you. I love, I love what you're doing. I love the message that you're spreading. Um, you know, the average man, which is, is super important. I think that's cool. Um, you know, you've got a lot of really great things to say and people are listening. So keep doing it, buddy. I'm going to be here. One thing I want to do this year, hopefully is get my hands on you and see you dude, like face to face. It'd be great. Yeah, bro. And I appreciate that. Definitely. would love to catch up and have a coffee and cat, you know, have a chat, man. And, um, uh, that'd be, that'd be really awesome. Good. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you, buddy. Thanks for having me. All right, dude. Appreciate your time again, mate. Right on. Thank you.